right, and welcome to another episode of The Extra Point. Wes here with Bobby. Bobby, what's going on, buddy? How'd you enjoy the weekend of football? It was good, man. It was a very entertaining weekend. We won on Friday night, a big um, home game, or actually a uh, away game for us against a district opponent. Mm-hmm. My team did good. Um, Saturday was good. My Huskies won. Sunday was a good day all around. Cowboys won. So, yeah, so far so good. Quite a good weekend for you, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully I can have those all the time, but you know how that goes. Yeah, um, speaking of the weekend, I before we even get started, I know you have a hell of a story that you'd like to share. Yeah, so... I'm, I'm going to go ahead and let you share it. Yeah, so on Saturday, um, after I was done with film session in the morning, I went golfing with a couple of buddies of mine. It was my buddy Dean's 50th birthday, and to keep him out of the house, we went over to the local watering hole slash uh, sports bar hooligans, and I was sitting down there with him and my dad. And I look to the right, and I see a gentleman sitting there, and I recognize him. I'm like, who is this guy? You know, he's kind of got the mustache going. And I'm like, I've seen this guy before. I have no idea who he is. And it took me a minute to think about it, and it ended up being Ben McAdoo, the former head coach of the uh, New York Giants. So I text my buddy uh, Victor up in town, who's a big Giants fan. And I was like, you know what, Ben McAdoo is sitting right next to me. So after a little bit, I just stirred up a conversation with him. And a very super nice guy, man. He's been living in town, I think, for about eight months now. Him and his wife have two kids. They go to uh, my daughter. One of them goes to my daughter's school, and the other one goes to uh, the middle school here in town by where Wes lives. Mm -hmm. So after a while of stirring up conversation, he ended up going to a couple of our high school games uh, that I coach at and um, kind of told him about the podcast that we have going on, how we're kind of just up and and coming. And um, super, super nice guy. I told him that, you know, I asked him if he could join the show one day and it's going to be in the works. So thinking here, you know, in the near future, we'll have um, <clears throat> Ben McAdoo, you know, on our show. There's a whole bunch of New York Giants fans in this town, too. So that's going to be a great addition for us and super, super excited. I was very stoked, though, too, to be honest with you, man. I'm like, hold on. All right, Ben McAdoo. That'd be a good addition to our show. You know, every yeah. once in a while, I have him come in and talk uh, just life and, you know, football in general. Yeah, I'd say so. It'd be a great, you know, person to come in. Anybody that'd be willing to come in is awesome. I, I'm happy to talk to. Just the story alone, that was just amazing. I'm I'm shocked that that happened to happen. I didn't even know he was down in the area. Now, I did realize that, or I did hear he was down in the area kind of visiting at one point, but I didn't know he, you know, resided around here. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, Palm Coast, I don't know, people that are familiar that listen to this show were kind of in between Jacksonville and Daytona. Um, we're not the biggest town, but we're not the smallest town. We're de- definitely very, we're definitely growing very much. So I think Quick. we're like at 125,000 people now. Yeah. But yeah, very cool. Yeah. McAdoo in the area. That's, that's something that would be awesome to have him in on the show. Just to not any crazy questions, just to, you know, get his take maybe on the first couple weeks of the season, what he sees going forward. Um, you know, what he's excited about, you know, maybe what his plans are for the future. We haven't heard anything from him in the coaching world. Maybe he's taking a little bit of a break. We'd love to have him on. So, Ben McAdoo, if you hear this, we would love to have you on the show. Just get in touch with Bobby. Yeah, for sure. I'll definitely try <laughs> to reach out to him and uh, take advantage of that hopeful connection. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, Um. so going over last week, we uh did our picks, our week two picks. Happy to say everybody survived the survivor round. Bobby, you made it out with your pick. You ended up picking Baltimore to win over Arizona. Which that was, was a little bit of a nail-biter, though. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And not a nail-biter was Matt's lock, who picked New England over Miami. Yeah. Yep. I know that I was one of the people that thought that, you know, going down to Miami, for some reason they seemed to struggle. It was not an issue at all for them. They yeah, definitely covered I that had, spread. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I had New England 36, Miami 19, and I was obviously wrong with that. Uh, 
a lot of issues going on in Miami right now. To say the least, to say the least. And some news out of Miami today we'll, we'll cover later too. Uh, Kansas City was my lock over Oakland. I was sweating it at the very, very beginning, and the second quarter happened, and I felt fine. And the funny thing is that all they did, all they needed is one quarter right there. They were down going uh, going into the second quarter. Mahomes throws for four touchdowns and, like, almost 300 yards and didn't do much the rest of the game. That's all they needed. The kid's amazing. I mean, I want to doubt him every week, and I'm waiting for him to slip or, you know, have some sort of hiccup, but it, it hasn't happened yet. And Nobody can figure him out right now. It just seems like he's just on a roll. In a season full of injuries for the QB that has already begun and gotten way out of hand, he seems to stay healthy along with Tom Brady, and I wish them both the best of health, but it's just crazy to see. You have one of the younger guys in the league and one of the older guys in the league still healthy while you have everyone in between just getting destroyed. You know. Yeah, what a weekend. Um, wow, is all I can say as far as uh, quarterbacks. Yep. One down. We can, if you want, I don't know if you want to touch base about that right now, but I know we have other breaking news, obviously. Yeah. You know, yeah. actually, we can lead with that because we are actually a local Jacksonville show. So, news out of Jacksonville is everybody, if, I'm sure you saw it either on ESPN or NFL Live or whatnot, with Jalen Ramsey having a um, little disagreement on the sideline there with Marone. And I know that, you know, there's some things that have been brewing there for the last year or so. But apparently the breaking news was – did it come out yesterday, Wes, or the day before? Yes. Yesterday that um, Ramsey's agent said that he wants out of Jacksonville. He wants a trade. And I do not know all the details. I kind of just read the headlines, but I'll definitely let Wes take over this as I'm sure he knows everything about it and everything up to date about it. Yep, sorry about that little bit of background noise if we pick that up. We're going to keep going, though, through it. Yeah, so Jalen Ramsey, he wants out of Jacksonville, according to his agent. Uh, made the statement yesterday, and Jacksonville was pretty quick to oblige, from what I've heard, uh, initially coming out saying they wanted a first-round pick and more. Uh, what and more is, we don't really know. Uh, so then we were wondering, um, you know, what was his status for this week? You know, what was going on with them? So uh, apparently he's had there has been some interest. At one point I heard the Chiefs had some interest, but then kind of backed out based on the way their locker room is. They're in a good place right now. They don't want to, you know attempt that that was one thing i definitely heard um another another source from bleacher report i believe came out said somebody was offering a first and a fifth round pick and then another team was offering a first rounder and a star player which led me to believe that potentially jamal adams could be ending up down because he is having a disagreement with the jets right now has unfollowed them just deleted all his pictures same thing jalen's done with the uh with the Jags, which I kind of find funny, is that's a thing nowadays. You right, go once back you cut everybody off of the social media, that's yeah. kind of like your tall tale saying of, you know, I'm done with you type thing. Exactly. Yeah. Antonio so, Brown did the same thing with the Raiders when everything went down there. Right. Um. So today, Ramsey finally comes out and talks about it. He doesn't really give a whole lot. A lot of it's really discreet and coded. I watched the whole interview that he had. Actually, the one you got pulled up in front of you right there. Uh. But with Ramsey, he didn't allude to, you know, any kind of grudge with anybody in the building. He would not do it. He loves the fans. He's... He says by no means it has anything to do with the fans or his teammates. Um, there's, you know, some disagreements, which leads me to believe it's a couple of different things. It's coaching. Um, I don't think it's going to be over a thrown challenge flag. Um, I don't think that's where it stems from. It's been something going on with Marone for a while. The beginning of right. the season and in, in training camp, they were talking about, you know, he's he likes how Marone's doing this offseason program. There's a lot of things going in the right direction, which was a lot of positivity. And uh, it, it's kind of, you know, 180 since then. Uh, Jalen wants out, but... He's being extremely respectful about it. He's not taking the same approach you've seen from other people in the past years, uh, you know, i.e. Le'Veon, where you just don't play Melvin Gordon, stuff right. like that, or, you know, just completely trashing the team to the point like A.B., where they just finally have to, you, you force the hand. They, no, that hasn't happened here. 
And one, that helps the Jags if they're going to actually trade him to get him out. And two, that helps Jalen get more of where he wants to go so he can get that big-time deal because that's what he wants. He wants to get paid. He talked a lot in the presser about, you know, he's happy Miles Jack got paid. He wants Ngakwe to get paid. Those guys need to get paid. Right. It seemed to consistently come up in the conversation, but he wouldn't answer any of those questions in regards to where you want to play, um, why are you leaving, why do you want to be out of here. He wouldn't really – he's like, look, I want to play against the Titans – and that's all I'm focused on. I'm excited about that game. And, and from what I've heard, he will be a full go. Everybody was at practice today. Uh, everybody healthy. So he was practicing today? Yeah, he was... he was He was there. Um, obviously, he was in the building. Minshew was in the building. Um, it, it seems like the team, with the exception, obviously, of Foles and maybe a couple other key, you know pieces in there, are going to be a go for the Titans game. So it'll be interesting to see how he plays. If he goes out and balls out, it's only helping the Jags and himself. So right. he's put himself in a really good position. I'm thinking, though, it. The more I listen to it, the more I feel like he's not going to get traded. I, yeah, I was going to ask you one thing real quick, Wes, um, as far as X's and O's. Is it, you know, I've read a lot about this that um, he's really, you know, he wants to go somewhere that he can get more man on man coverage because he feels that he's a true man on man corner. And, you know, in the system that the Jags have right now, they have him playing a lot more zone. Yes. And, and a lot of these guys, you know, that consider themselves shut down corners, they don't like to be put out in that island or put out in that zone. You know, they want to go somewhere in the system where you can just check up man on man you know, with a receiver. And from what I've heard, I don't know, through his agent and, you know, just other analysts or whatnot, that that's kind of been something that, you know, he, I'm not sure if that's just uh, something that he's saying just to get out of town or whatnot. And I know that I've seen some, a lot of Jacksonville games is they don't use him all the time, one-on-one, you know, um, in man coverage, except certain times, like when they play like a DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know if last week, was he following him around the field the whole time? or He was on him for the majority of the of the game. There was few plays that he was not on him, and they made sure, the broadcast made sure to point it out. But when he right. was on him, DeAndre Hopkins, four receptions, 27 yards. That was all he got from him. Yeah, so. that just kind of shows the kind of talent that the guy is right there. He's, a shutdown, cor- he, yeah. is. He's a shutdown corner and a key player to that team. Right. I, there's no doubt in my mind. I'm not doubting that at all. I think the team could survive without him, depending on what they get. Like, Again, if, if something were to happen with a Jamal Adams, to, we, that would help bolster up the safety, which de- is position which definitely needs help. Yeah. Um, you have DJ Hayden still with Boye that could do that. And you also have Aaron Colvin out in free agency that could be picked up to come back to Jacksonville potentially at a cheaper cost to play the nickel position, put Hayden on the outside. Right. Um, and, and you have that coverage. Trey Herndon, who came in in, in relief for uh, A.J. Boye, did great last week. So it's not like they're struggling in depth in the cornerback position. They're deep. He's just the top cornerback in the league. So at right. the end of the day, you know, he wants to be that one-on-one man. I totally agree with him. He plays better when he is man-on-man. Right. Um, but does that fit into Wash's scheme? I don't know. Um, it, it seems like at points it doesn't. There was points in time where he was on Fuller. But again, Jalen, if, if he's coming out and he's saying, hey, I'm this number one guy – there's plays you have to make as well. There was a pick six he left on the field uh, sure. versus the Texans that could potentially have walked him out, not only with a win, but we could have avoided this whole situation altogether. Right. Oh, yeah. Win, winning changes everything. Every you know, day of the week. Uh, losses hinder in a lot more ways than the um, record book. You know what I mean? It <laughs> Losses definitely can um, stir up some off-field stuff all the time. There's yeah. definitely also some rumors in the, uh, in the good old rumor mill about the potential of them not getting rid of Ramsey. I mean, they have him for another year. Keep him on the squad. Uh, and They're not going to get rid of him unless the price is right. Also, you know? on top of this, the issue that seems to be had is either going to be with Marone or it's going to be with Coughlin. If they have a bad season, Marone's not going to be here at the end of the year. He's already mm-hmm. on the hot seat as it is. Right. You're showing that you can't control your locker room, and that's been evident for years now with, right. between you know uh, suspensions with Fournette, 
Uh, I mean, you have Jalen Malzanoff left and right, which that's who he is, and that's how he, you know, how he plays. But it's led to this now. Um, also, have a lot of blame for Caldwell, uh, Dave Caldwell, the GM. He's if Ramsey does get traded, that means every pick he's had has either failed or flopped from the first round. You have uh, Dante Blake, Fowler, Dante Fowler, Blake Bortles. Right. Um, you have Taven Bryan, which was a big, big, big miss. Leonard Fournette's not looking good right now. And then Ramsey, your one really good pick, you're going to trade him out of town. So yeah, if they do trade Ramsey out of town and and they do, in fact, have a bad losing season, I look to see Caldwell and Marone out. A um, little clean house session going yeah, on. Don't be surprised if you hear Coughlin's name being Coming wrong. back as a coach. Correct. Making him one more, uh, one more last hurrah. Yeah, I don't know if it's the greatest <sighs> idea, but it's definitely something that's going to be tossed around. Uh, amongst the other coaches that are out there. So we'll see with Jalen. I don't want to get too much more into it right now. We'll see what's going on with him and uh, take it day by day. If he's with us, I'm happy. If he goes somewhere else, I ho- somewhere else, I hope he's happy Wish where he goes. Yeah. We're compensated for it. One little nugget I'll say right here, though. You know, just reading this headline that says Ramsey wants to play versus the Titans since he's still here. Oh, he wants. Don't to forget, play. don't forget, he's from Tennessee. Oh, he wants to play. He wants to be and, part of this franchise, and I think that's a lot of the reason that he's not, in fact, kicking. Right, he's not. This isn't really towards the fans, the city, or anything like that. No. I think this is more personal as far as within, you know, Marone and the coaching staff yep. and everything like that. Yep. But don't forget though, his wish list this off season was Oakland and Tennessee, and he is from Tennessee. So um, if he has a huge game, and I don't know, maybe Tennessee there's, throws a book at him, man. Or they're looking at what two first round picks was in the room. No now? way we would trade him to Tennessee. He'd head free agency and go to Tennessee. Right. Why we would you send him to somebody that's one of your division? That just Correct. is not. And even for two two first, I don't even know if even I would an do AFC that. team seems outlandish. Uh, I know Matt. He was talking. To, he was bringing up the uh, Falcons are, are not AFC, but NFC, and with the potential of a trade being there, I don't see that either because then you're putting uh, an elite cornerback against your wide receivers later in the season wouldn't, if you do have a chance, could it be a big impact? Why would you do that? Ship them somewhere sense. that you just don't have to ever see them yeah. come bite you back in the ass an ever NFC again. NFC West team and NFC East team. Or like, the well, Dolphins or Jets. I, I could also see the Redskins with Trent Williams. I mean, he's sitting there not doing anything. You get yourself an all-star corner with uh, Josh Norman on the other side. And you got Landon Collins at safety there too, so they what can kind of build that, se- that build that secondary up. Yep. And hey, they're, exactly. ha- they're having issues with their defense was supposed to be the strong part of their, you know, their team this year. In the first two weeks, they've given up 940 yards, so they definitely would probably look to bolster that defense. Exactly. Uh, but, yeah, Jalen Ramsey, we'll see what happens with him going forward. Let's uh, let's go into last week's games. We're going to try and bust through these games fairly fast, um, just kind of cover the you know key things from each game, not, not break them down too deep. Um, but let's go ahead and get that started. We're going to go with the Thursday night game, Tampa Bay versus Carolina. Tampa Bay coming out with the win over the Carolina Panthers in Carolina in a game that ended on a fourth and goal play. Uh, McCaffrey unable to get in on a very odd direct snap to him with Cam Newton in motion up by the by the offensive lineman. He wasn't part of the end of the play, which has got a lot of people thinking he's just not right. Bobby, Something's you, not right with him. Yep. It's not. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it just kind of seems like he's just out there without the same energy. I know he has an injury that's been nagging him. He's not the same runner he used to be. His passes kind of seem ill-advised. He just, I don't know, he just doesn't seem like he's all there when it comes to, you know, him mentally. And it's pretty shocking right now because a lot of teams right now are going to be, you know, stacking the box to shut down McCaffrey, which Tampa did, and uh, making Cam, you know, Cam's not rolling out like he used to. You know, he used to be able to kill you a little bit on the legs, and he's more of a pocket passer right now. Yeah. That's kind of not his game. Crazy stat going into that game. Um, I believe it was five rushes for negative two yards so far in the season for him. Uh, that's a... Uh... It's a hell of a number for Cam Newton. You'd expect him to have close to 100 yards right now. Uh, but that's going to be Tampa Bay taking the win on that one. 
And That's a big win for Tampa. Yeah, big win for Tampa. 20 to 14. Uh, Bruce Arians first win as a Tampa Bay head coach. Uh, it's good for James Winston's confidence and that whole team's morale overall. Yep. Uh, next game we have. We got Cowboys Redskins. All right, tell us about it. Yeah, so this, I mean, this game started off. You know, the Redskins started off a little bit hot, like they did last week against Philadelphia. They were up seven nothing. Cowboys came back and tied the game, and then the Redskins, went, I think, went back up like fourteen seven. Then they finally started getting rolling. Uh, I'll be one. Uh, let's see, the final numbers in this game were Dak was twenty six, very efficient, twenty six for thirty for two hundred sixty nine yards and three touchdowns. The one interception he had was a tip ball. Uh, Ezekiel went for 23 carries for 111 yards, one touchdown, average 4.8. So I think he got about 15 more touches than he did the week before. So he's starting to get a little bit more of a workload as he gets better in shape. As far as receiver-wise, um, Michael Gallup was six catches for 68 yards, and he is out for the next two to four weeks. Mari Cooper, four catches, 44 yards. Witten, four catches, 25 Overall, you know, the Cowboys offense looked fairly well, you know, just like I thought they would be moving the ball. Dak looks amazing. I'll be honest with you right now. That RPO that um, Kellen Moore, Kellen Moore being the offensive coordinator right now is just really opening up a lot of eyes right now. Yes. He's making Dak Prescott yes. look really, really comfortable running that run pass option, which is very hard to do in the NFL if you have the right guy running it. Obviously, with a running back like Ezekiel and the weapons they have on the side. Defense is a little bit concerned, though. I was texting a couple of my buddies. You know, I'm, you know, I'm li- I thought the defense was going to be a little bit more, um, a little bit more aggressive and stout. Not taking anything away from the Redskins, but they seem to move the ball a little bit in the first half more than I would like to see. Then we kind of leaned on them and warmed down. But overall, you know, the Cowboys are putting up numbers. Defense, you know, has some, you know, work to possibly do. But hey, it's a good win against a rival. Anytime you play an NFC's rival, no matter what the circumstances are, it was a solid win. Yeah, and I mean, but what a start for Case Keenum at 0-2. I mean, he's, he's looked really good. Great. You yeah, know, he yeah, needs absolutely. to stay there and be the starter. It's not coming down to them. It's coming down to the defense, like you said earlier in the show. It's 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 really a it's an issue for the defensive side of the Redskins that they need to get figured out quick if they want to turn the season around. And one more little nugget about that is everybody was worried about the offensive line, you know, that right side of the right. line uh, for the Redskins with Trent Williams being out. was well, The left side of the line is actually the one holding up. Brandon Sharif and – uh, I'm not sure who the right tackle is, but that seems where they're having the most issues right now on that side of the Which offensive line. It was very Sheriff, surprising. Yeah, being Sheriff, a first-round pick. You know? Right, somebody that's looking for a big payday. I think he had like three holdings in that game. So, yeah, and that's like five for the year. League. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. Um, next game, uh, but again, I, I'm sorry, Dallas getting the win 31-21, moving up to 2-0. and uh, You got Tennessee and Indianapolis. Indianapolis coming away with the win 1917. Jacoby Brissett, again, looking very solid as an NFL starting QB. Uh, nothing crazy. He was very pedestrian, but he was out there. He didn't turn the, you know, he, he had, I'm sorry, he did have a turnover. He had an interception, um, and he did have a fumble loss. So he did have some issues, but he uh, he comes through and gets the win late in the game. They get a touchdown uh, to take the lead, take the win 1917 over Mariota. So, that's big for that division where there's just a lot of turmoil happening right now. You have Deshaun Watson giving the, getting the living snot knocked out of him. You still don't know, kind of know what's going on in Tennessee. Um, and Jacksonville's just a complete mess. So it, it's good. It's still wide open, though. Even though the Jags are 0-2, everything, everybody else is, what, 1-1 right now? Mm-hmm. 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 So there's no need to panic if you're uh, anybody in that division right now. That's kind of wide open. I think that's yeah. going to go down towards late in the season. Still so many things that could happen in that division. Um, Marlon Mack, he had 20 rushes for 51, and he was the cowbell. Um, as far as your runner for the Colts on the Titans side, Mariota, 154 yards, touchdown, no picks. Derrick Henry, again, another strong showing, 81 yards and a touchdown. So the Titans are looking pretty good early on. I know they took uh, took an L to the uh, to the Colts, but I, I think again this is going to be a pretty good division going forward. I don't know if 
I don't know if it's based off of uh, opponents or if, or it's just because I mean the Jets aren't the greatest of opponents, you know, and they played the the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns gave them a pretty good run, and then you look at that from retrospect, the Titans just destroyed Cleveland. So Titans, yeah. not somebody I'm ready to say is out of any kind of chances or you know. Mariota's looking good right now, not ready to be turned over to uh, Tannehill, it seems. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what's going on with Tennessee. We'll see what's going on with them. But uh, Tennessee, Indy, Indy takes the win, 19-17. Next game we got is the Seahawks and Steelers. It's actually a pretty good game, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I watched the tail end of this. Um, obviously, the big story of that game was Ben Roethlisberger getting um, injured. I don't know if it was in the second or third quarter. Kind of got knocked out with that elbow injury. And um, Mason Rudolph, I believe, came in. Mason Rudolph came in and he did pretty dang good. Um, I will, albeit not good enough to. Uh, Twelve for nineteen, hundred twelve yards, two touchdowns. He didn't have that one interception, but that's really not a bad, bad showing, you know. Um, considering the circumstances, James Conner went was not really that active. He was eleven carries for thirty-three yards, even though he did score a touchdown. I think he actually left that game too, if I'm correct, he with did. a little bit of an injury too. He got banged think, up as well, right? And um, as far as receiving, Juju Smith-Schuster had five catches for 84 yards. Vance McDonald, seven catches, 38. Um, Seahawks came away with the win on the road, which is a very big win for them. Yeah, and I, I had Seattle winning that game with Roethlisberger in um, the entire time. They, the Steelers played way better than I thought they were. I knew they'd kind of come around in this game, but I didn't expect them to hang as tight as they did, even at home. You know, Seattle looks kind of you know, I mean, Russell- pretty good. Russell Wilson, very effective, 29 for 35 for 300 yards and three touchdowns, no interceptions. You know, that's kind of the Russell that we've, you know, come to know nowadays. So, yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll see if Russell Wilson and them can keep the streak going and see if Pittsburgh can get it back together the next week. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back. We'll have Matt with us, and we'll go over some more games. And we are back. We are now joined by Matt. Matt, what's going on, buddy? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's hey, going man. down there in Florida? Oh, you know, another day. Another day in paradise. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we're back, and we're going over Buffalo at the New York Giants. Obviously, the big story from this game, post-game at least, is that the starter for the Giants is no longer Eli Manning. It is Daniel Jones going forward. Daniel Jones is now the new leading receiver – or, I'm sorry, new leading quarterback for the Giants. Um, they did, however, take the loss 14-28. to Eli Manning goes 26 for 45, one touchdown, two picks. Uh, Saquon, another 100-yard game, looking good. Uh, as far as total offense, he was mainly out of the backfield. He had three receptions for 28 yards, but other than that, it was mainly the 5.9 yards average per carry, man. They're going to wear this guy out unless they get some support for him, man. Yeah, like, and that's so going to be the next one asking for a trade. And, and the key thing to take away from this game, in my opinion, is the fact that they're benching um, – they're, they're going to bench Eli for Daniel Jones in a game where he didn't really have a whole lot of receivers to throw it to in the first place. So it's you're putting Daniel Jones in that position going forward in what could potentially be a whole a, a mimicked Josh Rosen season. That's what I'm thinking about that. They need a spark in that system. And, you know, a couple of Giants fans I talked to are just – they're actually excited about this. Everybody's going to love Eli Manning, you know, what he's done for the program. But it's time – you know, it's time for a new yes, era, man. Yes. It's time it, for it, something. It's, it's, it's time for a change. Unfortunately, it's, it's overdue. It's just – I don't know about the timing. I don't know if the timing's the best. But we'll see. We'll see going forward. Um, Big win for Buffalo night right now, yeah, man. So, yeah, Buffalo – the Bills are 2-0 and right now. 2-0. Not only are they 2-0, yeah. they're 2-0 and in New York. Yeah, in New York. That's right. All games yeah. were played in that same exact stadium. They won both games. 
So they uh, they own it there, and they've got a uh, they've got a matchup next week against the Buccaneers, which again could be favorable for Jones. But coming off a win, we'll see what the Buccaneers can do. Uh, the next game we have is San Francisco versus Cincinnati. San Francisco walking all over Cincinnati. Not a whole lot to cover here. Um, as far as information, Jimmy Garoppolo, 17 for 25, 297 yards, three touchdowns and a pick. Uh, pretty Andy, good. Yep, Andy Dalton, 26 for 42, 311, two touchdowns and an interception. He did not look terrible either. Um, it was just a matter of the Cincinnati defense not being able to hold up at all. I mean, it was touchdown after touchdown after touchdown after touchdown uh, for San Francisco, and that, that ended up being the final result with that. Right, yeah, the only bright spot that I saw, you know, for the Bengals is, you know, John Ross continues to live up to the hype when he was drafted in the top 10. I think he went for, what, four catches, 112 yards, and a touchdown, so. Yeah, the, what I got to, what I'll add to that is it, a big part of that was 66-yard touchdown pass with 45 seconds to go in the game. Yeah. So, yeah, really, one... if you look at it, he did okay, and he, mm-hmm. he, he killed it in that first game. Uh, so, we'll see as the season goes if he can keep up that production. Yeah, he, uh, you know, I just, yeah, he's a similar. Yeah. He's going to be similar, you know, in his career. Obviously, he's not, you know, going to be anywhere. We can't even compare him with Sean Jackson, but they are cousins, and they kind of are like the same type of players. You know, they're going to be like home run hitters type, you know, players. So we'll see. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely. Yep. All right, ready for this one? It's going to last about all a few seconds. Patriots win versus the Dolphins, forty-three nothing. Minka Fitzpatrick to the Steelers for a first-round pick and change. That's about all I got for you out of the out of Miami. Yeah. Yep, dumpster silence. fire yep, down that's... there. <laughs> okay. Yep, it's looking like they're going to get the first overall pick right now, but I'll be damned if there's some other teams that aren't going to fight them tooth and nail for it. Right. Um, after that game, we have Jacksonville taking the one-point loss to the Texans. We already spoke about the Jalen Ramsey information, so I'm not going to do that, and I'm going to give all the shine to my boy Gardner Minshew, who stepped up big late in the game. Well, we're back in. Um, I will get you his numbers here in just one second, but he was the leading rusher in the game. Uh, thanks wow. to his late-game theatrics trying to Six. keep us in the game. Six carries for 56 yards, uh, 22 of 33, 213 yards in, in that late touchdown. To, yep. and, and, yeah, and, no, and not bad. Came in, in a clutch time. In a game a week before, Deshaun Watson threw four touchdowns. He threw zero in this game. He was uh, 16 for 29, 159 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Carlos Hyde was your, your big guy on the ground that really set them up for the win late. And Deshaun Watson with the run-in. Uh, Marone going for the two late gutsy call, unfortunately, didn't work out for him. And I would say led to a lot of uh, turmoil going. What forward. do you think about the play call? <clears throat> I like the play call. I, I do too. I, I, I'm sorry. I like I like the decision. I don't like the 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 formation that they set up in. Right. I don't like the actual physical play call, like them putting Fournette up the middle. Right. I understand where they're I'd coming from. I'd like Minshew to roll out a little bit, give him a couple more options. Either that or what's, yeah. what's up with flips and flipping his RPO up? That was a right. perfect RPO situation. Right. Now whether they felt comfortable with Minshew running that play is a whole other subject. So right. I, I don't have a problem going. He was hot at the time though. Was. You know, he was kind of hot at the time. He was feeling it. I think that would have been a good decision. Agreed. Him to Didi. Him to Chark. Chark was on fire in that game. I really like what I've seen out of Chark starting out. Um, but again, Houston gets comes away with the victory in this one. They're going to one and one. Jacksonville is going to follow the zero and two, and we'll see who they have uh, on their roster this Thursday night. Looks like Jalen will be a part of that game, and he is expected to play. Uh, we will talk about that game in our predictions later. Moving forward from that game, we have I believe it's Kansas City and Oakland. The Raiders playing their last game with the stadium as a baseball field. We will we have yeah. No- I think that's the last one we're going to have to see played on the baseball field. We're not going to see any dirt or infield anymore. Yeah, um, whether you liked it or not, I, I think it's a good thing for players health-wise. Right. The change in terrain, I can't, I can't be the greatest thing in the world for them. Uh, Mahomes shows off in the second quarter, putting up 28 points, four touchdowns. 
He had 200, I think, in 58 yards in that quarter, something around that number. That was a record for um, a quarter. Yeah, 30 for 44 passing. Derek Carr, very pedestrian, 23 for 38, 198, one touchdown and two picks. Uh, Jacobs had another good game. You know, he's, he's making me look kind of bad because I thought he was going to be a uh, a complete loss at that at that first-round pick. But he uh, almost put up 100 yards, 12 rushes for 99. Let's just give him the 100. Um, and, Demarcus Robinson, though, stepped up. You know, Sammy Watkins was the big guy last week. Demarcus Robinson, six catches, 172 yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah, it seems to be somebody different. It's almost like Mahomes is saying, I don't care who I have. I'll, I'll win with whoever I want to win with at this point because he's just out there doing great, doing great. Uh, McCoy, did he He did have an injury. It looks like he's going to be good to go. Got a little banged up in that game, but he will be good to go next week. Uh, but in that game, you have Kansas City taking the win 28 to 10 mm-hmm. over Oakland. That was my lock, in fact. Kansas City goes at 2-0. and Oakland's at 1-1 right now. But still a better showing than we thought Oakland was going to yeah. uh, give. Take away that, that one game. quarter right there, then, you know. The game of the year from last year, New Orleans and the Rams, was not as fun as it was last year by any means, and we lost a big player in the process. Uh, Drew Brees injured his thumb. He was supposed to get surgery, but now he has declined said surgery, so he will not be getting what, is it. it. Is it still six weeks right now? They're not going to put him on the IR, I believe, right? I think they're still talking six weeks. I believe they didn't give an official timeline um, okay. at, at this point, but we'll see when he comes back. It seems like that might expedite his return. Um, but Teddy Bridgewater can step in, and I, I would say do but do just you know a little bit worse. But yeah, when he came in, you know Teddy, I think Teddy's gonna do fine in replacement. But they just you know with him being out for a while, they just couldn't get anything going at the time. Kamara the really wasn't a factor. Yeah, Kamara oh, yeah. wasn't a factor, and you guys have something to expect though. Drew Brees is in total control of that offense. It's very hard for somebody to step in right then and there that didn't get hardly probably any reps during the week. You know, practice reps of the ones. Just a tough game overall for the Saints and the Saints fans. And uh, I'll be honest with you, the Rams, you know, really didn't, you know, light it up that much. Uh, I mean, the Saints did pretty good controlling Gurley there for most of the game until the fourth quarter, and then Goff got a couple of big plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, other than that, that was that was really the big thing late when it kind of broke away from them, and then that, that's what ended it for the Saints. They just couldn't come back. They didn't have Breeze to go out there and just kind of launch it. They shouldn't be depending on a 40-year-old, especially with Michael Thomas out there making all that money and Kamara being what he's supposed to be in the backfield. It shouldn't be up to just Drew Brees, but it seems like it played a hell of an impact on him. Um, next game we have is Chicago and Denver. Denver taking just a heartbreaking loss for Chicago and just what was one a questionable call of that um, on Bradley Chubb, the roughing the passer play. And then also that timeout too. There's two questionable calls. There you at the go. End of that I was going right to say the I don't know how a referee well. can see a guy running down the field 30 yards away. You know, when the ball, when the guy caught the ball, there was one one second left on the clock, and then there's no way they could look and see that timeout happen. I don't know, man. I'd be pretty pissed off if I was a Broncos fan the way that that game ended right there. You got to think in that game though. Joe Flacco cannot be passing the ball 50 times. No, 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 absolutely not. I mean, he was, don't get me wrong, dude was damn effective. He was 35 of 50, which is pretty, pretty damn good, but it was for 292. So, you know, you look at that how you will, but that's a lot of underneath passes in my book. I mean, this game here was, was the game of uh, just a guy quarterbacks here between Trubisky <laughs> and Joe Flacco. Yes, yes, you said that. He you said that. 50 passes, and, and he didn't even eclipse 300 yards. If you throw 50 passes, you got to at least do that. You got to have more than one touchdown. Um, the Broncos are going to be stuck with where they're at. I mean, they're 0-2, and it doesn't look like it's going to go up from here at all, in my opinion. 
Bears are... And the Bears, too, though, Matt. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but, you know, the Bears just aren't impressing. A lot of people had them as, like, going to the Super Bowl preseason. I'm not saying that they're not going to turn things around, but... No, it just doesn't look too good right now for both these teams. Exactly. No, I mean, you just said it. You just hit the nail on the head there. Um, They just do not look like they did last year. That defense is still playing all right. I mean, you know, holding the Broncos to 14, that's all right. But, um, no, I just expected more out of them. Right. I I expected more out of Trubisky, you know, making that, you know, that that bigger step up, you know, that, that jump. Exactly. Philadelphia, Atlanta. Atlanta coming away with the win, twenty-four to twenty. Matt, I'm gonna let you take this one real quick. Go ahead. Yeah. So no, great game, Gr- fantastic game. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, Bobby, if you stayed up to watch the whole thing. I did. I stayed up. I think um, I fell asleep early in the third. It was just getting a little too late for me, but I saw the highlights the next morning. No, great game, man. Uh, kind of the way I thought there'd be some more points on the board, but pretty much the close game I thought it would be. Uh, Julio Jones coming up with that huge screenplay there at the end to win the game was amazing, and then the defense holding you know holding them off uh, there right at the end, the last thirty or so seconds was just it was just good good to see, especially after last week. Um, the one concern I have is Matt Ryan and his interceptions. He's made some very questionable throws in the two games he's played this year. Uh, hopefully, he can clean those up. That's, yeah. that's really all I got on this one. And, Bobby, I think you actually nailed this one on the head. If I remember correctly, you actually predicted the score Atlanta 24, Philly 21. Right, and it finished 20, Atlanta 24-20. I mean, that's the kind of game that I thought it was going to be. Um, I didn't think I, – I knew – I'm not going to say that I knew, but Atlanta was not going to go back-to-back losses and coming at home, you know, coming from that loss in Minnesota and then coming at home. I knew that they were going to definitely, you know, give all their effort to win this game. And Julio is a badass, man. You know, like, oh, yeah. give the ball to your guy, man, you know, at the end when it counts. And I love just seeing that little bubble screen or, you know, the skinny slant, whatever it was, and mm-hmm. took it to the house. Yeah, man. Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan yeah. called that audible. They were calling uh, the, the Eagles were doing zero blitzes all game. That was a pre-snap uh, read that he did, too. He saw that. Pre-snap, and, yeah. exactly. He, he saw the coverage that he wanted, and, and we executed the play perfectly. It was unbelievable. There's two huge blocks on that play. And I think they said that Julio um, was running like 20, 20 miles an hour or something like yeah. that, too, man. They weren't catching him. Yeah, man. No, not at all. That's a big win, though. That's a big win for the Falcons. And, uh, yeah, both those teams are one-on-one right now. Yep. Moving on to Monday night, we had the Jets and Browns. Uh, Browns walk away with this kind of an expected game with Darnold being out. Then you have Simeon go out, who's now out for the year. Um, so is that what it is? Because I, I, I don't know how he walked off the field. I think I was texting you. Met, you, you, yeah, you did. You messaged his, me. his ankle looked sideways when it happened. I couldn't believe when they said that he walked off the field because I thought for sure we we're going to see a stretcher on that. The next thing I know, I see Luke Falk come in, You know, the, yeah. their third-string quarterback, the guy that I know from Washington State back in the day, who was actually in the practice squad a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, now it, things aren't going well in the Jets right now. Isn't it funny that we just had – we, in two weeks, have had two Washington State former starters come in from six-round picks – that are going to be starters right now in the yep. league. Yeah. Between him and Gardner. And didn't even play half bad. I no, mean, 20 for 25, you know, you'd like to see him make some more deep throws, but, I mean, they, they didn't want him to do that because he hasn't played. So, yeah. I mean, he executed what he had to do pretty well. It was just at that point in the game, you know. Yeah, it, it, I mean, you couldn't expect that much out of him for him coming in and doing what he did. Um, yeah. Yeah, and the last thing I'll say on this game, and I'll end it with this, is Le'Veon Bell got what he paid for. He wanted to be the starter, and he wanted all the touches. He got all the touches, and he uh, got caught on the sideline crying. I'm not going to make too yeah. much of a big deal out of that. Yeah, that was a, that was a big night but, for the Jets. And then Jamal yeah. Adams, 
Yep. We're crushing the trade this yep. morning Jamal after the game. Yep, we talked about that earlier as well. Completely deleting all of the social media, anything Jets related off of his web, you know, his social media completely. Looks like he'll be on the road as well, um, potentially down the line. But we'll see. We'll see what's going on. Uh, I would love to have a Jamal Adams. Oh, yeah. I Trust love me. that guy as a I would, safety man. He I'll is a bad dude. Too. I'll yeah. take him too. Coming up next, we do have our game picks and our locks of the week. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is the extra point. All right, welcome back. Last break, we are going to go ahead and knock out all of the games for this week. We're going to go from Thursday night's game all the way through Monday's night game with our predictions and our lock. So starting out, first of all, again, like I said earlier in the show, all three of us got our locks correct. We are all still alive in the Survival Challenge. And right now, Bobby, you continue to hold the better record and the best record uh, at 22-10 and 10 right now. Matt, you are 20-12, and 12 and I am in last right now at 17-15. and 15. Our first game starting out is going to be Tennessee heading to Jacksonville Thursday night football. Bobby, what you got? I got Jacksonville in this one, to be honest with you. I, you know, with the turmoil that's going on there right now, I think they're very hungry and needy of a win. Tennessee being one one By the way, we do the spreads on this. Tennessee is on the road. They are favored by one and a half points. So go. that's pretty much a toss up in my book. But <laughs> I'm going Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville is, I think Minshew is going to get his first win of his career. I think, you know, with all this stuff that's going on with Jalen Ramsey, and um, they're going to be hungry for a win. I got Jacksonville winning this game 17-16, to 16, a very, very close game. Yeah, um, I'm actually going in the same way. I'm taking Jacksonville, too, and I'm not just being a homer, obviously. I didn't pick them last week. Um, but I'm taking them, again, kind of, you know, piggybacking off what you were saying. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on in Jacksonville right now, a lot of turmoil. Um, again, Tennessee, seeing this, I'm sure, is – in some form or fashion, whether they'll admit it or not, taking this as an easier game. We'll see. I still see a lot of fans playing to show up to the game. I wish I could make it myself. I will unfortunately not be able to make it. But I'm taking Jacksonville in a close one as well. Give them uh, 13 to 10. All right. Yep. So, no, I have a, I have a close game as well. Uh, these teams, they always play each other. It seems like it's normally pretty close defensive game. Uh, I'm giving the Jags actually the edge in this one, being at home. Um, you guys need a win. You, you need a dub, and I think it's going to happen this week. Uh, I have the Jags winning 16-13. to 13. Did not see a sweep for Jacksonville. Yeah, clean sweep right there. Clean yeah. sweep to start it out. All right, Oakland heading to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Bobby, what's the spread? So the spread in that game is Minnesota is at home, favored by 8.5 points. All right, hmm. Matt, who you got? Uh, go ahead. You do this one because I'm I'm still I'm back and forth on this one. That's fair. I, I need another minute. Let me hear what you got. <laughs> oh, I'm a, I'm gonna go ahead and take Minnesota at home on this one. I I know that Oakland has looked a lot better than what we all thought he was starting out, and Kirk Cousins has looked a lot worse Awful. than what we would thought you know yeah. think of, especially you know, Filippo getting fired after being up there. It looks like we've gotten a completely different Kirk Cousins. Um, I, but I like Dalvin Cook. I like this team still as a whole. The receivers are amazing. Rudolph as a tight end is good. The lines, while not great, it's 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 hanging in for the run game a lot better than I expected. The pass game does need some work. But give me Minnesota and a close one on this one. Um, a 24-20. Right on. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm kind of similar with you on that one, Wes. Um, I think that Kirk Cousins is going to rebound. He's really had a tough, you know, last week was a very tough game by him. And, um I got Minnesota winning this one 26-24. I just think that, uh, you know, Oakland has actually played really better ball than a lot of us anticipated right now. They're going to be going on the road. 
I think Minnesota at home is going to be a tough matchup. Dalvin Cook's actually looked really good. So, yeah, I got Minnesota winning this one 26-24 in a close game. Matt, what's Okay, name? so Bobby made me feel a little bit better about my, my prediction. <laughs> my score my score doesn't necessarily reflect how the game is going to go. I think the John Gruden's got them Raiders. You know, they're, they're playing pretty well the first couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they were up 10-0 on the Chiefs last week and before it all fell apart. Um, so, no, I, I had the Vikings winning this one as well, 27-17, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than, than that score indicates. Yeah. Another clean sweep? Another clean sweep, but I do see that being a very close game that can definitely swing at a moment's notice. Now, this game next is the game of the week, 100%. We have Baltimore heading to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. This is this is going to be a good one. Kansas, oh, City, yeah, Kansas sure. City at home, favored by 6.5, by the way. So, about, about by a touchdown. By a touchdown, so... Um, in this one, I'm, I'm looking at both these teams. Ravens have looked fantastic. And, you know, Kansas City back at Lamar Jackson, man. Yeah. Like, you got a, this kid right now. He's he's putting up some uh, video game numbers. It's yes, going to be is. a very good game. It's going to be a fantastic game. I do, however, have the Chiefs winning. It's the only reason. This is, this is a really big toss-up game, but I haven't taken it because it isn't Arrowhead. Kansas City is great in Arrowhead. The fans are insane in Arrowhead. Kansas City is going to walk walk away late with this one, kind of like Matt was talking about with the Raiders-Minnesota game. I don't think this will be an in- inclination of, of the actual game itself. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and take Kansas City 31-17. Right on. Okay, all right. What, did you, what you got, Matt? All right, so that one, uh, this is, I think this is, I want to say it's my, you know, my game of the week, if you want to call it that. This is my most anticipated matchup uh, this weekend. Um, it's going to be a shootout. I think Lamar Jackson is going to he's going to do everything in his power to just stay in this game. But it being in Arrowhead Stadium, uh, I have the Chiefs winning 31-30 and just oh, wow. uh, just a shootout. I think there's going to be a lot of scoring. I hope there's a lot of scoring. And Pat Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson is 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 what it's going to come down to. Yeah, I have something very similar to you too, Matt. You know, like if this game was in like week 12, 13, or 14, this would definitely be flexed from the 1 o'clock spot to a 4 o'clock spot. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, my boys play at, you know, they play the Dolphins at 1 o'clock, so I really won't be able to sit there and focus my whole time on this. But I think that it's going to be a very entertaining. I think we're going to see a lot of scoring. You're talking about the two uh, most exciting quarterbacks in football right now. I got Kansas City. I just don't see them losing at home. I think Baltimore is going to definitely compete with them all game long. I got Kansas City winning this game 34-31. to 31. All right, yep. so a lot of a lot of fairly similar scores there. I'm, I have them getting something late to kind of seal the deal. But other than that, it seems like it's, it's going to be relatively close games. Um, next one, Atlanta heading to Indy to play the Colts, who have looked fairly impressive early on. Um, not bad at all. Uh, Atlanta, who you know really picked up steam last last week, getting a big win versus Philly. Uh, yeah. I'm looking in this game to see Matt Ryan kind of get rid of them interception issues, and and this Falcons team will kind of take what it truly is, and that's one one of a more powerhouse team. What do you have as the spread? Yeah, so we're gonna definitely let Matt take the lead on this one, but this game is in Indy right now, so Indy is favored by uh, one and a half, so it's pretty much a pick toss up. Yep. Matt, who you got? Yeah, so I have. I got the Falcons winning this game, um, 28-24. Um, it could go, go a couple of different ways. Uh, I think if we play like we know how we can play against Philadelphia last weekend, and and you know, like you said, Wes Matt Ryan getting to turning down those interceptions, that he's got to fix that problem. 
But it being in a dome, you know, just like the Falcons do, uh, our offense plays extremely well on turf. Um, I have, yeah, no, I have the Falcons coming out pretty with a pretty comfortable win. Twenty-eight, twenty-four sounds kind of close, but I, I feel like it's we're gonna have the game in hand. Yeah, um, this game, you know, like you said, you pointed out, but this is in a dome. Both teams, you know, play in a dome. This is in Indy, which is obviously in a dome. I just don't see Jacoby Brissett really um, taking this one. I really do like Atlanta because I think they just turned a corner last night. It's not like, you know, you can't turn a corner after one game or whatnot. But I think that Julio and Matt Ryan are, you know, finally getting ready to get in stride and do what they have to do. I really like Indy in this one. Uh, I'm sorry. I like Atlanta in this one, 17 to 13 at Indy. Close game, really okay. close game. Uh, Indy's one of those, Indy's one of those teams that's going to play tough ball, though. You know, they're not going. They're one of those teams that's not going to get blown out a lot this year. Atlanta's going to prevail late. Yeah, it's a. That's how they've been already to start the season. It's one of those. They're they they play in those games that you know one small play could be the very well be the outcome right now. Um, I really, really want to go with Indianapolis on this one. I like the way they've been playing. I think they're starting to rally behind Brissett, if you will. Uh, and that O-line is very underrated for you know the, most of the other teams in the league. However, I am going to take Atlanta in an extremely close game, yeah. uh, a game that's going gonna to hinge on Matt Ryan, like I said earlier, picking up on his mistakes and not making those errors that cost them late in the game. Uh, give me Atlanta 21-20. Okay, yep. Shoot yeah, this, like this, this could be a really big kickstart for the uh, Falcons having a nice road win up there in Indy. I have a feeling if they take this one there, you can see the train start rolling a little bit. Uh, on yeah, the, this is go ahead. No, oh, no, this is uh, I meant to throw this in there when I when I uh, first started on the Falcons was that this is the first of three straight games against the AFC South. We play uh, at the Colts, uh, versus the Titans, and then at the Texans. Wow. So, um, you know, not, game. not NFC games, uh, but games that we need to win. So yes, especially sir. early on in the season. Very winnable games as well, considering the, the the stature of the AFC South at this moment, but not easy ones, to say the least. Um, we have our, our next game. It's the uh, Jets versus the uh, versus the Patriots in in Foxborough. Go ahead, Bobby. Yeah, so some of these spreads, you know, there's two games this week that the spread, like last week, they were favored by um, 18 and a, 18 half, and a half over Miami. And we we haven't seen these the Vegas with these spreads in forever. Right. Usually this is college spreads. NFL used to always be like the most would be like 13, 14. Anyways, New England is at home against the Jets favored by 22 and a half. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That's that's very rare for the NFL. Yeah. That's just yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and speak for all of us and saying this is probably gonna be a sweep again unless either of you have an upset. But New England's gonna jam. They're gonna load the box against that offense with Falk at the at the head. You know helm. They're going to uh, make Le'Veon Bell try and make every play, and he's not going to go anywhere. Um, while I don't have them covering the spread, I do have them winning for sure. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take them uh, New England 21, um, New England 21, Jets 3. All right, I'll start yeah, off on uh, the, Yeah, go ahead, Matt. No, go no, ahead. no, no, you got it. Okay, yeah, no, so uh, I, I pretty, pretty much had the same thing. I mean, the Jets with their quarterback situation as well. Uh, Bill Belichick being the defensive coordinator as well for the Pats this year, uh, just not gonna not gonna fare well for the Jets. I have the Pats winning twenty eight to ten, and 
very controlling game for the Pats. Yeah, this is going to be another queen uh, uh, sweep for us right here. I, you know, Antonio Brown scored, you know, in the first possession of the game last week. I think they're going to involve him a little bit more. They're at New England. I just don't even see this even being a game. I think it's probably going to be over early in the second quarter. I have them actually covering the spread. I got New England 38, the Jets 6. I think they kind of roll and actually take it easy on them a little bit, to be honest with you. <laughs> so another sweep. And speaking of sweeps, we're probably about to have another one as Miami heads to Dallas to play the Cowboys, another 1 o'clock game. And another the spread in that game is 21. Dallas is favored by 21 and a half. Oh God. Yeah, which – to me, it's a little high. I don't, you know, personally, I would, I'm more confident. This is a in the, scary game to I'm play. More, I'm more confident in the New England covering that 22 and a half than I am the Dallas covering the uh, 21 and a half. Right. Yeah. And I'll just leave with this right now. I mean, I just, I don't see Miami beating them. They're in Dallas. I'm like I say, there's a, the defense concerns me a little bit. I do have Dallas winning this game, 40 to 14, just barely. I mean, just covering the spread by a little bit, but I just don't see them losing this game at home. <laughs> Matt, who you and, got? Uh, 100% Cowboys uh, in Dallas. Y'all are trying to roll. I mean, you guys have been playing extremely well, so you're just trying to keep the momentum going forward. In my opinion, you guys are probably just going to – it reminds me of the last few games of Atlanta Super Bowl run a few years ago. You guys are just trying to destroy everybody in your path. Um, nope, 42-10, Cowboys win. Not much else to say. Yep, right. Dallas is going to look impressive. Uh, Dak Prescott's going to put on another show. He's going to uh, throw four touchdowns, throw in one for Zeke, maybe some defensive, uh, some defensive plays by uh, by your linebacker crew that I love, and that defensive line is going to wreak havoc all day. Give me Dallas forty-two, Miami zero. Okay, a little shout-out. Yeah, you know what, though? That defense is, you know, starting to get a little uh, criticism there in Dallas, you know, just because. It kind of was, you know, <laughs> yeah, and not I, the way we started off. And I'm just a little worried about Kellen Moore, though. Um, everybody is so talking about him, how he's so young, 31 years old, taking over the offense, t- doing this RPO with Dak and all that. Is this the new Sean McVay? I'm not, you know, like, what? I mean, can this kid be the next Sean McVay? I don't know, man. I'm, like, I'm telling you right now, if y'all make the NFC Championship game, he's getting calls immediately. And, yeah, yeah. and, and Jerry's going to do everything he can to keep him there. And I think right. you guys might be able to retain him for one season, but that, that'll that be it, if that. Um, yeah. But Kellen Moore definitely looking great as the OC as of late. Um, potentially save Jason Garrett's job. Um, Denver going to Lambeau Field to take on the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Denver in that heartbreaking loss last week, Green Bay, uh, looking pretty good early on. Bobby, what's the spread? Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's in the frozen tundra. Well, not the, not the frozen tundra right now, but it's more the chili tundra. Yeah. The chili tundra, but, uh, Green <laughs> Bay at home favored by eight and a half points. Yeah. I, it's, it's another one of those, I feel like matchups early on that I just, I'm hard pressed to go against Green Bay. Uh, the defense has looked great. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is looking good. Uh, definitely seems to be coming more into his own. Uh, Denver doesn't look bad. I just don't see the offense being to keep, able to keep up. They don't have the firepower yet, I don't think. You know, I just don't see it. Yeah, yeah. and too, too many punts in the game are going to lead to that defense breaking down. Um, Aaron Rodgers is going to have a field day. Not to say he won't get hit a couple times. And and lastly, and I'm, i got to throw this in here, Denver's probably going to get about six or seven holding calls on on, Bull, on uh, Garrett Bowles. Is that what his name is? The the yeah. tackle. Yeah. Um. Yep. I mean, the dude's he can't stop getting them to the point where Khalil Mack's offering to work with him in the offseason to try and help him with his holding issues. He just cannot stop holding. I don't understand why they still have him in there if they haven't you know tried to get any depth behind him. 
or sign somebody off the street that, that knows not how to not hold, you know, because they're, they, he's cost them several, several explosive plays, and that's where they're all going is they're coming back from penalties. Um, so give me Green Bay in this one. Uh, I'm going to take it 24 to 10, another one of those kind of games. Okay. What you got, Matt? Yep, uh, mine, mine and West's score is almost the same. I have uh, Green Bay winning 24-14, it being in Lambeau. Uh, I mean, Wes, you just hit everything. You pretty much exact same thing that I was gonna say. <laughs> they look the Broncos look okay, yeah. but that's that's what they are. They're just okay. They have several good pieces, but not enough, especially on offense, to take them over the top. And nah, this one should be pretty easy for Green Bay. Um, yeah, twenty-four to ten. Okay, right on. Yeah, it's. I think Denver's gonna hang in this game. I think it's gonna be close at halftime. Aaron Rodgers is very tough at home, as everybody knows. Mm. I think he pulls away in the fourth quarter, and they cover the spread. I got Green Bay winning 30-15. to 30-15. All right. Green Bay taking a dub. Denver kind of falling down to that pit that no team wants to fall into. Yeah. Um, next, Cincinnati going to Buffalo to face the impressive 2-0 and Bills. Bobby, what do you got going on there? Uh, let me look up and down here. Where is it? Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Buffalo. Hold on one second. Here we go. Yep. The so ESPN, the game. I'm seeing six six point spread. Yeah. This well, this I mean, it's very similar, right? I got five and a half. Uh, the last yeah, I saw, so, yeah, yeah. Cincinnati, Buffalo, same thing. Uh, Buffalo at home, favored by five and a half. So Buffalo is starting to get you know some of that Vegas respect right now. Yep. I can leave with this if you guys want. Yep. I'm kind of, uh, you know, I think, you know, Buffalo is always tough at home. You're going to see the pregame stuff, you know, the guys jumping off the tables, you know, the tables <laughs> lit on fire. What do they call that? The Buffalo Mafia yeah, uh, and all yeah, that. The Bills, the Bills Mafia. Yeah, the Bills Mafia, exactly. Cincinnati, um, you know, I mean, I'm going with an upset this week. You know, I'm going Cincinnati 24, Buffalo 18. And I'm, I'm kind of thinking that Cincinnati is going to, you know, they don't have to travel that far. You know, I mean, that's not a far trip and all that. I think this is going to be a very entertaining game. I think John Ross is going to continue to improve. And, um, yeah, I'm going with an upset on this one. I'm going Cincinnati 24, Buffalo 18. All right, Matt. I think, we might, I think we might have some differences in this one, finally, because I think we have a clean slate yeah, going into right now. So. I have differences. Yeah, I'll yeah. tell you right off the bat. No, I have the Bills winning this game. Uh, they're in New York again. Uh, yeah, different location, but they're still right around the <laughs> Making corner. Making their tour of New York. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Bengals looked pretty good in that first game, uh, and then last week the wheels fell off. Yeah, they shit the bed on that game. Yeah. Uh, I think you know. I think teams know what they have going against Andy Dalton, and yeah, there's John Ross, but if that's their only guy, uh, they have Tyler Boyd or Taylor Boyd. I think it's Tyler Boyd. Mm-hmm. He's pretty good too. Um, I just think teams are gonna they're just gonna shut them down and. Um, I have the Bills winning twenty to seventeen. Um, I could even see the Bills winning twenty four to ten, or even a little bit more. I definitely see the Bills winning this game. Though. So real quick though, it, we haven't heard much about Joe Mixon this year. Is like that's where I was heading with it. I'm were you gonna head with that? Okay, yep, yep, well, here go we ahead. go then. Yep. Go, yep, get, get ready. Um, yeah, I'm I'm with Matt on this. I'm taking Buffalo. Uh, and the reason is because I haven't seen anything from Joe Mixon yet. He's basically been a ghost on that team right now. Right. Um, if, if I was getting a little bit more out of him, I I I would potentially look at this again being a Cincinnati win. But Buffalo has looked impressive. If Josh Allen can keep himself out of trouble, the defense the, can, the defense can get them wins. The Mon- their running back Montgomery's fantastic. Um, or I'm sorry, not Montgomery Singletary. Um, he's fantastic, and uh, Frank Gore still proven he can play. And yeah, nobody, wild, man. <laughs> nobody circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills. 
according to Chris Berman. So I'm gonna take the Buffalo Bills. In, in that, honor, in that, honor of primetime being back. Isn't that awesome, man? Oh, gosh, when I found out Love they it. were coming back, man, it just brought back so many memories. Yep. So uh, to re- recap, Bobby's got Cincinnati. Matt and myself have Buffalo getting the win. So in Buffalo New wins this game. They go three and zero, man. They're yeah. gonna be a little excited up there in Buffalo. Yep. Yeah. We okay. might have. It, it might get out of out of control up there. We'll, yeah. we'll see what's yeah, going I on. Yeah. Might have to go up there and just for a tailgate experience and see what goes on. Yeah. Matt Stafford, Detroit and company, heading to Philly to play the Eagles in Philadelphia. Bobby, what's what we got for spread? Yeah, so that <laughs> one. Uh, where are we at? Let's see here. Philadelphia is at home against Detroit. Philadelphia is seven and a half point favorites in that game. Yeah, I'm taking Philly in that game. Uh, I just like how Philly's looked, even in a loss to Atlanta. They were still fairly impressive. Um, Carson Wentz needs to stay healthy and on his feet. They need to be careful with him. Cannot stress that enough. They need to be careful with Carson Wentz. Don't forget Deshaun Jackson's out too. I heard Deshaun Jackson will out not for a couple play. Weeks now. And, and Alshon. And Alshon Jeffrey. And Alshon. Okay. But I, I do believe that Carson Wentz can make enough plays to where he can get a win versus Matt Patricia. Don't get me wrong. Zach Ertz might have a big game this yeah, week. This yeah, is going to be a, a big game. This will be a close game though. It's it's not going to be a. It's going to come down to the defenses. I'm going to take Philly 17, Detroit 13. Matt okay. Ron, or Matt Stafford. Uh, excuse me. Uh, unable to make the play late. Off some sort of crazy play because that's what always seems to happen with them. Uh, Matt, who you got? <laughs> yeah, no, I have the Eagles winning this twenty-eight to twenty. Um, I, the Eagles are just too good of a team on both sides of the ball. Uh, I'm actually not. I, I'm a. I wouldn't say a huge fan of Matt Stafford, but I am a fan of Matt Stafford. I think he's slightly underrated. I think a lot of people give him crap um, when he's. A, he can be a very solid quarterback. Is he Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, or anybody? No. I mean, Drew Brees? No, we all know that. But he's definitely a, a starting quarterback in this in, in the NFL. But they, I have them coming up just short. Um, I just don't think they have enough power on both sides of the ball to be able to stop that Eagles team, especially in Philly. I agree. Yep. I think this is going to be a good game. I like Detroit to hang with them for a long time. I like Joey Galladay a lot. He's put up some big numbers. I think he's going to get his. I just think, you know, being at in Philadelphia, Carson Wentz and Zach Ertz are going to definitely make, you know, their connections. Might even see Darren Sproles get a touchdown or so. I think it, Philadelphia is just going to be too tough at home. I have them winning a close game like all of us. I got Philly winning 20-14. to 14. Philly getting the win. Carolina. Another uh, throw in. Sorry, real quick, no, Wes. Uh, on the Eagles, Carson Wentz. Uh, he took a nasty hit uh, in the second, first or second quarter of the game against the Falcons on Sunday night, and uh, it was a third down play. And he, when he's walking off to the sideline uh, as the punt team comes on, he was holding his rib, and he, he was he, there was definitely some discomfort there. So that's kind of something uh, we might want to keep up with as the as the week goes on and and uh, see how he's feeling. Because that could definitely play a factor into that game. Yeah, and that that was kind of where I was hitting that with they need to keep him healthy because he's getting beat up a lot. And I know McCown's definitely a serviceable back, serviceable backup, but he needs to if they want a chance to stay in this, he needs to stay healthy. It, it's not a you're not going to get another Nick Foles scenario. I don't think Lightning is going to strike twice in that sense. But uh, no. anyhow, moving on, Carolina heading to Arizona to take the Cardinals. Bobby, what's our spread? Yeah, so that one. Is because we're kind of all over the place with this Carolina and yeah, so Carolina is going on the road, like Wes just said, to the desert. Carolina is two and a half point favorites. 
I think really? the, the two and a half point favorites is a little shocking to me, considering we don't even have confirmed status that Cam Newton's going to play yet. Um, Cam Newton didn't show so, up. So I'm sorry, Wes. Before you go on with that, what is the issue with Cam right now? Uh, though? They're, they're they're saying it's a foot issue that he has going on right now, but that they won't. You know, is that kind of the same issue we had? Is it like a feelings issue, or well, is that, it like a foot issue that he had going on in the? They basically you know, just they the didn't give a lot away. All that, right? They didn't give a lot away, but I would assume it's stemming from the last game. Um, Something's definitely not right with him, though. Yeah, I mean, we can obviously tell by his performances that everybody knows that he's definitely not the same candidate that we knew. We just and I don't think yeah, it's to no. the point right. I don't think it's to the point right now where he's getting too old because he's not. But something is definitely not right with him. Yeah, something's definitely. Uh, I mean. It goes back to last year, and see, I call BS on that foot issue. I think it's a, I think it's that shoulder issue. Uh, Cam Newton was having his best uh, season of his career last year until that shoulder problem came up. And he, I mean, we all know Cam. You know, it's like Michael Vick. He could flip the wrist, and that bomb, and it just drops bombs. Uh, he has not done that since week seven of last season. Even the the first two games of of this week or the, of this season, he is just not. You don't see those deep balls from him, and I think there's something else going on there. Um, and I call BS on that foot injury, but I mean, we'll see. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I'm kind of with you on that myself. Um, I, I don't know what's going on with him, but it's it's more than they're saying, or something. There's something we don't know right now. And looking at this game, I'm actually going to take Arizona in this game because of that. I think there's a lot of instability with Carolina right now. I love McCaffrey. I think he's doing fantastic. Um, the defense hasn't been playing that bad either. The Cam Newton thing's got me really concerned, though, and how Kyler Murray's look towards the end of these last couple games has been fantastic to where I think Cliff Kingsbury can start to kind of hone in on where he's really able to shine, and I'm going to take I'm gonna take Arizona in this one, and don't get me wrong, it's not going to be a crazy big one. It's going to be a close one because uh, they're going to come back. They're going to come back. I think Carolina's going to get ahead early, and things are going to be okay, and they're going to back off the gas, and here comes Kyler Murray and co., and they're just going to come flying through. Give me Arizona 20 uh, Carolina 17. Yeah, I kind of okay. agree. I kind of agree, Wes. You know, Kyler Murray is starting off slow his first two games. You know, in the first half, he's kind of started off slow. But, boy, has he turned it up in the second half. Um, I see – you know what? I see getting, I see him getting his first win this week. You know, they're at home. Carolina's kind of struggling right now. They're Like you were talking about, Carolina's defense is really not the issue right now. It's definitely more their offense. I think that Arizona's defense is definitely going to stack the box. They're going to try to shut down – you know, McCaffrey, because obviously right now Cam is not, you know, the threat that he used to be, you know, running outside the pocket or sitting in the pocket throwing the ball. I really think that Kyler Murray is going to actually have a more complete game than he did in the first two games. I got Arizona win this game as well, 22 to 18. Matt, what you got? So I I got the Panthers winning this game, uh, even with all that Cam Newton uh, stuff going on. Um, it's just it's a must win for Carolina. I mean, Arizona, let's be realistic. I mean, they they know it too. They're probably not going to make the playoffs. Carolina was um, not a lot to make the playoffs, but at least they were, you know, looking good to make possibly a wild card spot. Um, this one for me, so I have, I have the Panthers winning 23-20, and it all kind of goes back to Cam. If he doesn't play, uh, I have the Cardinals winning, winning that game, but I have – if if Cam plays, it's going to be 23-20, and it's going to be like a last-second field goal or last-second, uh, last-minute touchdown drive to to seal it for the for the Panthers. All right, so you're going with our pick right now, though. But you are going with Carolina. Yep. 
I am. I am going with Carolina. That'll be my pick. Yes. But yep. like, you, like, just to uh, make a point out though, Matt, you are right though. This is pretty much like a do or die. I mean, well, not a do or die situation. It's too early in the season, but and you never want to say must win, you know, in this type of situation. Not but, this early, but, no, it, but it, yeah. let's be real. It, it, I mean, the, the Panthers making the playoffs in the NFC, especially being in the NFC South. And that South three, division right there. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, good absolutely. Luck. And they lose this game. The new trend is right now. Who's going to ask for a trade? <laughs> no. Yeah, just seems like every week when a team loses or things don't go their way, man, somebody's asking to be traded. Somebody wants to go somewhere else. Yeah, they're going to run out of places to go. Millennials. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right, next game, New York Giants heading to Tampa Bay to face the Bucks. Bobby, what's the spread? Yep, so this game is in Tampa Bay. It's down here in the Bay. It's going to be nice and a little bit warm. Tampa Bay are six-and-a-half-point favorites. Go ahead and take the lead on it. Tampa looked good last week. Well, I mean – Maybe Carolina didn't look good, and but Jameis Winston, you know, played error-free football. You know, we're not used to seeing that. Usually, we see Jameis make a couple of ill-advised passes. Their defense played really well. I was definitely focused on their defensive line. Vita Vea, their number one pick from two years ago, was just a monster up front. You know, you're talking about a human being that's six foot one, three hundred forty pounds, just moving like he does, cause a lot of havoc. I just, you know, I, I, I don't see the I don't see the Giants, you know, winning this one right now. I'll be honest with you. They're going to be, you know, Daniel Jones, new quarterback coming in. If they if he comes in and wins that game, New York is going to have big headlines. And, you know, that New York Post is going to have really big headlines. I just don't see him coming in in his first game, going down to Tampa and winning. I think Tampa might be a little bit better than what people anticipated them to be. I got Tampa winning a close game, 19-14. to what you got, Matt? Yeah, so this this game, uh, um, there's another one that I'm back and forth on. I feel like this game, you said the spread was six and a half. Yeah, Tampa's six, favored uh, by six and a half. Yep. I think that's a little much. I think uh, you know Daniel Jones is going to be starting. I think he might come in with the, just a, a gunslinging mentality, like. And you're right, though, Matt. Different look, though. Eli, different look. Eli too. Manning's on his way out. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I didn't mean to interrupt you, interrupt you, but it's very hard to defend. You know, somebody that you know, there's no tape on. You know, a very different look. So. Yep. No, exactly. No, 100% correct. Uh, and I think he's just going to have that mentality like, yo, Eli's, no matter what, Eli's on his way out. So let me go in here and just, let's just throw the ball around, man. Let's let's just air it out and, and you know, see what I can do. Um, it's funny that I say that, though, because I actually have the Bucks winning this game, 21-17. Uh, being at home, the Bucks played really well last week. I was very surprised. Their defense looked great. Um it being in Tampa, uh, Bucks got a little momentum on their side. I feel like after that win last week, no, nah, I have I have the Bucks winning twenty one seventeen. I'm gonna. How do about it. you, Wes? I'm gonna take Daniel Jones in this one. I think he's doing it. I think um, while Daniel Jones has a lot of work still to be done about him, I think he's just gonna provide a little pop or spark, if you will that offense and you guys kind of touched on it. i think saquon's gonna have a good good day out of the backfield and look for him to get it heavy and often in the passing game as well uh, a lot of underneath stuff is, is what you're going to be screens seeing. little Correct. bubbles and stuff like that right and it, it's all it's going to take is tampa bay to have a little slip up early on for for somebody like new york to kind of get ahead of them and hopefully hold the lead i this is kind of just a i i just have a feeling pick but I, I see Daniel Jones getting his first career win. It's going to be a big story, but I, I don't think he's by any means a high, you know, a great ready rookie. I don't think he was worth the pick still. I just think. Oh, see, gonna... I'm opposite with you. I had. Go ahead. I, yeah. I had him when we did our mock. I had him actually going 
13 or 14. I had him actually going. Yeah, yeah, top 15. He's just a very smart player from Duke. I'm, I'm a big Daniel Jones fan, man. I would not be surprised if this pick goes for you right here. I, I, I think people are going to be surprised by him. I have him getting the win in a close one, 17-14, uh, but don't. It, it's not going to be a stats sheet stuff or kind of performance. It's going to be kind of I didn't turn the ball over kind of game. You They're going to make it very game friendly manager. and easy for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of simple plays. Um, they stuff. don't have the receivers to go downfield a lot, so Saquon's going to get that. There's going to be a heavy dose of Saquon in this game. Yep. Pittsburgh heading to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. What are we looking at first, Brad? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh at San Fran. San Fran is getting some respect right now. They're favored by six and a half points in this game. You're talking about a team that's throwing up a lot of points in their first two games, huh? And they should get that respect based on the fact that they're playing a Ben Roethlis Pittsburgh. But Mason Rudolph, again, looked really good in this game. Uh, if it were a Pittsburgh game, I might take them in. If it were in Pittsburgh, I might take them at, with the upset. But I'm going to give it to San Francisco, just the West Coast uh the West Coast tour can be a bummer, uh, and it can really beat you up. So um, I'm going to take San Francisco in this one, 35-20. Yeah, you know, going to this game, I remember Jeremy Garoppolo in the preseason, you know, during camp. Didn't they say, like, he was throwing, like, five interceptions in a row? Five in a, in a practice. But and then again, though, preseason doesn't mean anything, and he's actually looked pretty decent, you know, to start these first two games off right now. Um, they're at home. It's going to be a uh, it's going to be a close game. Pittsburgh's going to be fighting. And it's just well, this if Pittsburgh lose, they'll be zero and three right now, huh? They will Won't be. They? Yeah, I think you know Rudolph is you know first career start. It's going to be a little bit tough sledding. It's going to be a really really close game, but I am going San Fran twenty seven, Pittsburgh twenty four. Going to be a good game too, actually. Yeah, that's what I got. Uh, I have it as a really close game. I have the 49ers coming out on top, twenty six twenty three. Uh, they've looked really well, and they're kind of sort of gone under the radar with all that Jimmy Garoppolo stuff in the preseason. And then the first game, he was a little shaky, but last week he stepped it up and played really well. Um, I like Matt Breida a lot. Uh, George Kittle, I think, is top three tight end in the league. Um, now I, I think this one will be a close game. I uh, don't see Mason Rudolph getting his first uh, first career win, though, against against the 49ers. Yep. Yep, a lot of home teams, you know. 49ers yep. with the sweep on that one. Uh, New Orleans, Drew Breesless, New Orleans, Teddy Bridgewater at the helm, going to Seattle to play the Seahawks. Yeah, this is a 4 o'clock matchup. This is actually a game that I'm really looking forward to watch. Seattle is at home, favored by 4.5. Like Wes was saying, this is a Drew Brees. Let's... Very interesting fact that Drew Brees has only missed one game in since his career. High yeah, since high school. Yeah, since high school. Amazing. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah that's, that's almost like a Cal Ripken set right there when it comes it's, to, you know. It's very impressive. When I saw that, man, I was like, wow, that's for the game of football? Yeah, oh, that's, yeah. that's very, very impressive. And yeah. Matt, we'll let you lead on this one. What you got, man? New Orleans at Seattle. Seattle favored by four and a half. All right, man. So I have – I got the Seahawks prevailing in this one. I just don't think Teddy Bridgewater – He's not the best deep thrower, um, so they're going to sit there and dink and dunk, and that might work. Uh, I don't think so. I think Seattle's defense, especially you know at home, is they're just going to be lights right. out. Uh, I have I have the Seahawks winning twenty seven twenty one in that game. Okay. I just think I just think the loss to, of Drew Brees is going to be too much to overcome against your top caliber. You know NFL teams. I just don't think Teddy Bridgewater is going to be able to right, do it. especially in the home field advantage like you have over the Century Link in Seattle. That's a really yeah. everybody knows it's a really tough place to play. Wes, what you got on I, this? I got to roll with Seattle on it. Um, Seattle rolls in this one, uh, 35-15. Um, not much of a fight. They'll get some points late to kind of make it look a little bit better, but 
I like Teddy Bridgewater. I've always been a big fan of him. I just don't see a whole lot coming out of this game. And it seems like when Breeze went out, it almost became like a demoralized feeling. And that just, I mean, they couldn't get away from it. I like, I would like to see Kamara get back going again, going against Clowney in that defense. I don't know how much I'd expect out of him. Uh, so give me Seattle, like I said, 35. Okay, right on. I like this game a lot, I'll be honest with you. I think New Orleans is going to come out firing. I think they're going to just make things really simple for Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I think they're going to definitely want to give the ball to Alvin Kamara. Simple little passes, feed him a lot more because he really wasn't involved in the game last week as much, and you got to feed that guy because he's obviously one of the best backs in the league. I'm not really sold on Rashard Penny as a running back for Seattle. Russell Wilson will obviously make his plays. They're at home. The defense will prevail. I see this as a very, very close game, but I still got to go with Seattle in a very close game, 21 to 20. Seattle. Yeah, I think it's going to be. I definitely think it's going to be a close. Yeah, yeah. You know, New Orleans is really going to give everything they have right now, man. Um, oh, they, for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy how many sweeps we've had, considering we talked about this yeah. in no way or facet. Before. And by the way, we do not discuss any of these uh, nope, amongst I each refuse. other. So yeah, I refuse. It makes it more fun that way. Especially going head oh, 100%. to head. Yeah. Uh, Houston heading to LA to take on the Chargers. What do we got for our line there, Bobby? Yeah, so Houston on the road. Uh, they're going to LA. The Chargers are favored by three and a half points. Matt, who are you taking in this uh, this matchup? This is another great game of the week. Really good game. Um, I have the Chargers winning this one, uh, 28 to 24. Um, this isn't. This is just one of those games, man. I really feel like it could go either way. It's it's going to be a, a turnover that'll probably decide the game. Um, yeah, no, Chargers need to win too. I know the Texans do as well. They're sitting at uh, one and one as well, just barely squeaking out of Jacksonville there. Um, nah, twenty-eight, twenty-four Chargers though. I think Philip Rivers will score a touchdown. He'll throw hopefully a bomb to Keenan Allen, and I think that he's al- do he's it. always tough at home, man. Every time they're at home, he's always definitely going to yeah, make some plays. Yeah, for sure. What you got West? I was going back and forth in this game. Um, <clears throat> I like Houston in this game for very. Uh, for for a few reasons, obviously Deshaun Watson being the main one. Laramie Tunsil got a little banked up, which kind of concerns me, considering he's really their only big threat on that offensive line. They they, they did some moving around last week, but Jacksonville still kind of had their way without Ngakwe. You saw people like Taven Bryan, who really wasn't doing a whole lot in the preseason, getting through, um, and that that really concerns me going against Jovi Bosa. Um, <laughs> So I, I'm hard-pressed. I really want to pick Houston in this game because I think they can get it done if Watson can stay up. I look for them to rebound. The I think they got kind of caught off guard last week against Jacksonville. It's kind of hard to game plan against a quarterback you, you don't really have a whole lot of information on. So I think that that kind of messed them up on the offensive side, even though they didn't really score a lot of touchdowns. Jacksonville was moving it here and there. Um, but I'm going to take the Chargers. <sighs> Man, it, it, I'm, I really want to take uh, – really want to take Houston, but I'm going to take the Chargers in this one just because I don't think they're going to be able to keep Deshaun Watson gets up. And with the string of QB injuries this season, I hope he doesn't get hurt, but it'd be something to keep an eye on for sure. Give me uh, give me the Chargers in this one, 28 to uh, 21. Anything can happen right now with these quarterbacks. Like, I have no idea what this weekend is going to bring us, but, I mean, it's looking like we're going to have a clean sleep on this one. Chargers are always tough at home. Phillip Rivers thrives at home. They had a tough loss on the road last week. Houston got away with one in Jacksonville. I mean, you know, very close game. Like Wes was just pointing out and Matt, protect Deshaun Watson. You know, like, I mean, these teams are going to just come after him. I mean, until I can see some solidification in that offensive line, 
I'm taking the Chargers at home in this one in a very another very very close game, 24 mm-hmm. to 23. All these games, I mean, except for the Cowboys and the uh, New, uh, New England game, it's a lot of these are just very going to be, be very really close. Not a lot of sexy matchups, you know, but it's going to be very close games this week, I think. Next game, Rams at Cleveland. Yep, Rams are on the road going to Cleveland. Um, it's an interesting game. It is a very interesting game. Yep, the Rams are favored by two and a half on the road. And that is your Saturday. Or I'm sorry, your Sunday night matchup. That's the, the 20 game. Yep. Yeah, um, Matt, you want to go ahead and take the lead on this one? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll take this one. Uh, I have. I had the Browns winning this one, uh, being Monday night or excuse me, Sunday night prime time. I feel like that's gonna get Baker Mayfield fired up and Odell and all those young guys on that team. Uh, get them fired up and, and ready to play against a good Rams team, very good Rams team. Um, it's, it's another man like we like we just were talking about. <laughs> it's just one of those close games, like like all these other ones. I mean, Browns. I got them winning twenty-one to twenty. Um, I think Jared Goff was gonna throw. He's gonna be Jared Goff and throw throw a late pick or something there at the <laughs> end. And uh, that'll seal it for the Browns. Okay. Yeah, right on. Matt and I are a little different on this one. Uh, Cleveland had a very good show on last night. Baker Mayfield and uh, Odell, you know, definitely have that connection. Um, they're going. They're at home this week. I like the Rams. Obviously, Aaron Donald, he had that little injury. He ran in the locker room, but he's back. I think he's healthy with him. And Cord Littleton, that linebacker. You know, Marcus Peter and Aqib Tlaib out know, of the corners. The and then my man, um, Taylor Rapp, who's starting out of University of Washington, who got drafted as the first pick in the second round, is making oh. a little havoc there over at safety. Um, I think this is going to be a very another very close, entertaining game. I just um, – I got I got L.A. winning this one 19-13. Like I say, in a very, very close game, something that's going to be really close late in the fourth quarter. I just um, I just think right now that – the defensive line and the defense for the um, for the Rams are just going to be a little too much for Cleveland. It's going to be a really good game to watch. So I'm actually looking forward to watching this one. What did you say? This is a night game, the 8:30 yeah, game. Yeah, this is your prime time yeah, yeah, Sunday yeah. night so game. So this is this has a lot more sex appeal to this game, and then um, a lot of people think this is kind of something that I'm looking forward to watch. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna have to go with Matt here, and I'm gonna actually take Cleveland in this game. Being at home going to be a really good atmosphere. I do think Baker Mayfield's going to get fired up, um, which is great for them. Hopefully not too much where he's overthrowing the ball or throwing off target. Um, I like the run game right now. It's doing really good. Chubb seems to have improved week to week. The defense seems to be coming together. I know they played the Jets, um, but still, I, I like where this team is heading. Uh, look for them to get at golf early and often, which is really going to throw them off kilter. It's going to come down to Gurley trying to get run this game out, and I'm just... Well, I, I think Gurley can do it. I don't know for how long. Um, backups haven't looked bad, and, and uh, we'll, we'll see what's going on with it. But I'm going to take Cleveland in this one. It's if, they gonna, get, if they can get Miles Garrett, my dude right there, man, I really love I that guy, man. Wreak havoc you know, again. Yeah, I think he's yeah. going to wreak He's a problem. Again. That guy is a problem out there. Yep, I'm going to take uh, – uh, again, like you guys said, though, this is going to be another close game. So 24-17 Cleveland off a big defensive play. Okay, I like it. All right, Monday night. I'm going to go ahead and finish up with Monday night. We have Chicago heading to D.C. to play the Redskins. Bears are Bears are on the road, favored by three and a half points. Go ahead, Matt, being the local boy over there. You can go ahead and take oh, the lead man, on this one. Oh, man, you guys, if, if only you all could hear the stuff that I hear about this Redskins team on the daily. It's it's unbelievable. It's always something, man. It, it's a circus show over there, um, <laughs> over there at Redskins Park. 
Um, again, funny I say that because I have the Redskins winning this game, 17-14. to 14. Um, Case Keenum has surprisingly played very well this year. Um, Adrian Peterson, I think, is going to come back. He'll He's going to be playing in this game. He didn't do too well last week. I think he'll get more touches, though, this week. And... Um, the, the the Redskins have a receiver Terry McLaurin who's come out of nowhere and has has played he has extremely, really good extremely by the way. well. Yeah, so I'm kind of I'm I'm a little hyped for him this week though. Um, Mitchell Trubisky just hasn't looked that good at all this year. I don't even know if he I don't think he's thrown a touchdown pass yet this season. Um, no, their offense has looked horrible, man. To be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah they've looked. Yeah, horrible. so no, I I had the Redskins winning 17-14, a little uh, probably an ugly game. Um, but, yeah, no, what about you guys? Yeah, I'll roll with this one right now. I'll be honest with you. I really wanted to pick the Redskins in this game because I know that just watching them last week against the Cowboys, I was actually pretty impressed, you know, with, like you say, the uh, receiver McCoy or LaCoin or McCoin or whatever his name is. And uh, definitely, um, you know, quarterback play is a lot better than we thought it would be going into the season. And Wes and I were talking before you joined the show that the um, – the right side of the offensive line is actually the one that's struggling instead of the left side of the offensive line where Trent Williams right. is, you know, yep. which is very, right. sh- you know, which is very shocking. Like Matt, uh, uh, Sheriff, you know, is, I think it has like five holding calls in the first two games. And, um, I really wanted to go with the Redskins in this game. I think it's going to be a very ugly game. I know the history when the Redskins play on prime time, especially Monday night, it's called, almost like a curse. I'm going on a very ugly game. I'm going the Bears 14, the Redskins 10. Yeah, um, I definitely they was thinking about that. They do not play good in primetime at all. But they're going to play good tomorrow or on Monday night, excuse me, and they're going to get the dub in this one. I think they, I kind of did talk about what Matt hit. Um, the quarterback plays look better. The offense is looking kind of like they're starting to come together. Uh, I think Peterson's a better fit for their scheme than, than, than Geis is anyway. Uh, so I like actually like Adrian Peterson a little bit more. I think they're a little bit better with him in the lineup. Vernon Davis has been out of his mind, regardless of you know what your expectations are of him. He's been playing great, um, and I just I like Washington in this game. I do agree though. I don't think it's going to be a pretty one. It's not going to be a fun Monday night game to watch. Right. Um, it's going to be. I could see missed field goals. I see missed like I I see this being a rough game. So give me uh. Give me Chicago taking the L. Um, they're going to lose to Washington in D.C., and it's going to be 21-17. to 17. Okay. All right. Game. So they're going to get that, that primetime curse off their back between the two of you guys. All right. Yep, hopefully. We'll see. Yep. Now, on the before we end the show, we have to do our locks. So, again, we are all undefeated. We are going to start with the current leader in the standings, Bobby. You're going to give us your lock first. And don't forget about this lock pool. We cannot pick the same team Correct. every week. Yep. So the teams you are uneligible to pick are Philadelphia and Baltimore. All right. Yeah. So I'm going to keep this one simple right now. And this might be a little trend that a lot of people are going to do this year for the most part. But I'm picking whoever is playing Miami. So I'm rolling <laughs> with my Cowboys. I'm going to take my Cowboys up on this one on the lock. I'm taking Dallas. All right, Matt, at the record of 20-12, and 12, your locks previously were Seattle and New England. Who do you have locking it up this week? Uh, and so could I pick the Cowboys as well since I haven't you picked can. them yet? Or yeah, can yeah. Pick as them? long as you haven't picked them, yeah. Yeah, I, I got to go ahead and use the Cowboys. on. I think a lot of people are going to be picking whoever plays uh, Miami. 
Yeah, I mean, I got to go ahead and do it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Wes, what you got? It's really hard for me, and I hate to say it. Um, I, I... have you picked New England yet, by the way? Or who, yeah, actually, I, hold on. So go I, down these numbers. Like, so who has Matt used? So, like I had said earlier, Matt used uh, Seattle and New England. You used Philadelphia okay. and Baltimore. All right, and who um, used? I've used New England and Kansas City. So I got the okay. two easy ones out of the way. Already. All right, all right. Um, I have to roll with you guys as much as I want to pick somebody else in this and just kind of keep it, you know, different. Um, I can't take New England over the Jets, which would be one of them that I'd go to. Um. I don't. I don't feel comfortable with Seattle walking away with it. Just as that. That would probably be my next closest one. Um, and I sure as hell ain't picking Jacksonville. So, um, Dallas. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Dallas as my lock too. We're gonna have a sweep in the locks this week. So, if one of the biggest upsets of the year happens, that we'll all be knocked out and we'll be able to start fresh next week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Pretty much. Uh, you know, keep an eye on the field. This weekend, it's going to be a fun weekend in football. There are a lot of good games. Like we said, we had a bunch of sweeps on here just based on the fact that the games are going to be flip a coin so close, um, with the exception of a couple of them in there. Um, but for the most part, they're all going to be really close games. Besides the Dallas game, what are you looking forward to, Bobby? You know what? I'll be honest with you. Um, I don't know how anybody cannot be excited with that Baltimore-Kansas City right. game. I'm really looking forward to that game right now. I really want to – this will be a true test to see if Lamar Jackson has officially arrived on the scene. He has literally put up some ridiculous numbers, and obviously living here in Florida, him beating from Boynton Beach and, you know, playing at Louisville. And he was just stating, you know, before the season start, hey, I'm not a running back. You know, I am yep. a quarterback. So that's going to be – to me, that's going to be definitely a game I'm going to have an eye on right there. I can't wait to watch that game. Yep. Uh, Baltimore, Kansas City, I definitely think is going to be a good one as well. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up this week. But for Matt and Bobby, I'm Wes, and this has been The Extra Point. Thanks for watching, listening, excuse me. Thanks for listening. Hopefully watching one day. Right. We'll see you guys next week. (laughs) Talk to you guys next week.